What is going on, everyone? Welcome to a new episode of Orange Slices. It's been a crazy couple of weeks, a wild couple of weeks, but uh, we are back uh, with you again. Mark McKenzie, Heath Pierce. Mark, what's going on, man? Good to see you. No, good to see you too, man. You know, it was good catching up a couple of weeks ago. You know, I had to take a week break because uh, I had to play a couple of games, and now we're we're back to it. But yeah, I'm doing well, man. Coming off a, a three point weekend, you know, which is always nice. Uh, another, another, I think, was 89th or 91st minute game winner. I think it was. So okay. yeah, I'd much prefer to to win these games before those those not- last minutes. But hey, I'll take the three points. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't looked at the table, but I saw that. Royal Antwerp lost also, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So how what's what's the table looking like at the, near the top? No, so we are two points behind Antwerp. So they are 27. We are 25. Brugge, Brugge sorry, have 22. Uh, and then I think the next team is at 19 or 17, something like that. Don't, don't, don't quote me on that, but that's the top three. That's the last time I checked, uh, which was a few days ago. So... Yeah, we're in good position. Uh, now we got a, a tough stretch of games coming up, and we end up. I think we see Antwerp at the end of this month, so it'll be a, a, a dog fight, you know, to kind of close out this period before the World Cup gets here, because everybody's going to want to, you know, be in good position before we take that break. And obviously, for 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 context, uh, Royal Antwerp has Sammy Vines, who yes, sir, who we we know and was 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 called into this last uh, national team camp. You as well. Uh, let's talk about those those matches. You know, starting with Japan. Obviously, for me, looking back at that window, I, I see a lot of positives. I see a lot of negatives. I see a lot of question marks. I'm sure there's a lot of answers as well that, that came out of that. You know, part of me felt like when I looked at the Japan and the Saudi Arabia game, and we'll, we'll start with Japan, it felt like we had played a very specific way going back to Nations League, Gold Cup, a way that was like hard to play against, a little more scrappy, a little less... Uh, rigid, almost like feeling the game a little bit more, right? An understanding of, of of the game, and this one felt like a departure from that. This whole camp, to me, uh, which I don't think is always a bad thing, because if you were a team prepping for us in the World Cup, you would just look at us and say, "Okay, this team struggles against the low block," or you'd see a few different things that I think is important for this national team to try to play other ways. I thought we had moved on from that. I think our player selections and camps indicated that we had moved on from like tinkering with a style of play, but. You look at the World Cup and you, and you go, well, you need to probably be able to approach games a few different ways to be unpredictable. And that's how I look at personally look at those games is like an attempt to look at new ways of playing and thinking that we haven't done in a while because qualifying had much bigger implications and there was no friendlies anywhere in that to, 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 to now being able to recognize probably not going to work some of those, some of those things and, and, and got some answers out of those. So looking at Japan for you, Mark, uh, I mean... As a player that was in camp, I mean, was there goals set? Was there individual goals? Was there team goals? Was it just about like go out and win the game, or like looking at the camp as a whole? Was there a goal when everybody came in that you guys wanted to achieve? I think the biggest thing is we wanted to play. You know, we wanted to to play football. Um, and again, you have to sometimes read what the game gives you. You know, as we know, was that has no that man. always been the case? Because I think it has, but I think it has, but. I think this camp we tried to to really emphasize it. Uh, I think more so uh, if you look at the matches and we watch the games back. Um, that's not being detailed or giving any kind of inside scoop, but yeah, when you look at it, we, we really wanted to try and figure out ways to break teams down with the ball. Uh, and again, two two solid opponents, Japan, you know, another World Cup team, Saudi Arabia, another World Cup team. So figuring out different ways to to kind of break teams down. 
uh, whether it's, you know, adjusting fullbacks or midfielders or, you know, little rotations, things like that to, to try and uh, pull guys out of position and then create numerical advantages. Uh, and I think any team was going to want to try and do that. But, you know, as a national team, you get limited time together and, and you need to go through these repetitions, right? Um, whether it's frustrating. Yeah, that's hard to say we're going to try that in El, uh, in El Salvador, you know, or exactly. in Honduras or even a home game where you now didn't get the points you wanted in qualifying and now you got a home game and it's all about points. Yeah, I think we played through some. I think about the Jamaica game. I think about second half against Honduras. Yeah. I think about those types of things in qualifying Mexico away, that sort of fighting spirit that showed we arrived. But you still have these implications where it's a little bit one foot in, one foot out, because you know that at a minimum, and that's always at least the team talks, what I was part of in qualifying is at a minimum, we get out of here with something, right? It doesn't have to be beautiful. Right. We'll figure all that out later, but when it's qualifying, and so you have very few, you have limited time together. And so this felt like, an, you know, it's good to hear that it was an attempt to, to, to look at it a little bit differently or try, or even if things aren't going right to continue trying. And you know that you do that, uh, Mark, with, with your club right. team, right? Which is like right, in preseason, right. you'll go through of like, Hey, even if it's not working, this is an like see it as an exercise. We're trying to continue to push ourselves harder, and obviously at the national team level, that gets exposed a little bit more, or 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 scrutinized or amplified um, a lot more than than you would at the club level. And not and not not saying that we don't want to win the game, right? Of course, you want to go out and win the game, and of course, we all feel like we should have done more in terms of uh, scrappiness or fight, you know, within the team, grit within the team, things we've all tapped into in order to win games at some point during uh, the last couple of years together. But again, we just wanted to try and really emphasize, you know, a certain principle, you know, that we wanted to 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 do within the camp and. Again, at moments it kind of worked. At moments it didn't work at all, you know, and I think that's something you take to the chin. But, again, if you don't try, you'll never learn, you know, and I think, uh, again, like you said, you're going to get, you know, scrutinized because, you know, the stage you play on with the national team is is more, yeah, there's more eyes on you. Um, there's, there's more people analyzing, you know, ways of, you know, how does the team need to be better and who needs to be in the team, who doesn't need to be in the team, blah, 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 you know, all those things. So, um, when you're within within the white lines, you know it's about you and and trying to, to to impose yourselves, you know, whatever way possible. And now you also understand we go to the World Cup, and the World Cup is completely different. That's a different beast, you know. So you know, similar to uh, you know, uh, yeah, just like any tournament, you go into it with the 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 thought to win the match, you know, by any means. Um, and in order to get to the next stage, you got to win uh, at certain moments. So yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's frustrating. Of course, you you don't come out of the 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 last window with a win or with these goals or with these uh, exuberant chances that that we want to wanted to create. But at the same time, you know, uh, I think we we now have to kind of flush it, you know, and and learn from it. And now the World Cup steps up, and yeah, you got to handle business, you know, however however it comes. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, uh, the U I mean U S soccer general it's hard to say because i think there's there's two there's multiple camps of u.s soccer right there's u.s soccer twitter and that's a a really intense place where everybody's an expert and 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 almost waiting for people to fail i don't think it's a place of positivity right it's a place where everybody says enough things that no matter what happens they're right right if you say players in MLS, players in Europe. And and if you say enough of those things enough times that eventually when one of them it happens like this, then it's like off with their heads, right? With with Greg Berhalter, with the team, with uh, the players who play at certain clubs or are playing or aren't playing and, and all those types of things. But I think 
I think what what's missing from that is 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 some perspective in in terms of what you're trying to accomplish in a camp or any any given camp. There are the goals, and of course, the whole point of playing the game is to win the game. Uh, you have limited amount of matches before a World Cup. I think you need to be able to play different ways in different circumstances in a World Cup because again, if a team sets up against you in a low block versus a high block right. versus, you know, a mid block versus, you know, a press, uh, you know, or, you know, a triggered press, uh, you know, all these things you're going to have to be able to face. And I think it was important for at least this team, not ideal because of the way it works uh, in terms of when you have friendlies to see whether or not we could be a different type of team in terms of mm -hmm. how we can break through lines of pressure or how we can, you know, just uh, approach games differently. Where do you think... It, it kind of goes from 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 here, right? Because everybody goes back to the club ball. You come back, you get a result. We saw last week in Christian Pulisic, he gets an assist in his limited minutes. We You see, you know, Brendan Aronson, Tyler Adams getting minutes in, in their club again. We're seeing, you know, kind of everybody go back to their clubs. Weston McKinney, I think, scored a goal. Um, and and you see everybody go back. I mean, what happens Josh, now? Josh scored now? again. Josh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ricardo Pepe scored. At, at at Groningen over the weekend, and so uh, what? Like, where do you go from from here as a national team? I mean, what are the next steps? Everybody just focuses on club ball until basically roster selection, right? Yeah, essentially. I mean, that's all you can do. You can't really. There's nothing you can do about the last window, and I think everyone understands that. Everyone understands uh, the mistakes we made and, and errors we need to improve. But again, you step into the World Cup, and it's about moments, and it's taking advantage of the moments. So from the time we left camp all the way until roster selection, all the way until you guys get on the plane to get to land in Qatar, you have to handle business at your clubs, you know, and whether that's it's staying fit, you know, it's playing minutes, it's getting results, it's scoring, it's keeping clean sheets, you know, it's all these things that, you know, uh, you do anyway, right? Because it's part of the job. But now it's amplified even more because we're in this tense period in a way of, well, I don't know, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be selected or not. And yeah, I, if I am selected, I need to make sure I'm playing minutes and I need to make sure I'm healthy. So all these things you got to take into account. But at the end of the day, you just got to focus on on playing 90 minutes on, on the weekend, you know, or whatever is Tuesday, midweek matches, you know, and being as fit and healthy as possible going into that tournament because you don't have that build up like we did before, you know, in terms of uh, a summer kind of tour or whatever you want to call it, building into to departure for the for the for the tournament. So. Yeah, I think everyone's now kind of switched that gear and, and, and it really has to tap into that because, uh, again, you can't go back and change anything that happened as much as we may want to. But yeah, that's the reality yeah. of it. I mean, it, when you look at this camp and then you go to the behind the crest comments from from Greg Berhalter, where he talks about competing uh, and, and, and training, you know, the team being above above everything else and performances against World Cup opponents, I mean, what was the energy or vibe like in training? Because we're all on the outside stressing, right? Because we're we're looking at this going like, man, if the World Cup was tomorrow, we're going to get battered by everybody. We don't have the experience. This is outside of Deontay Yedlin. There's probably, there's no World Cuppers that have mm -hmm. that veteran leadership. We have guys that are veterans, so to speak, in the national team, but they're not like national team veterans, right? Like you look at somebody wears a captain's band like Walker Zimmerman, like Walker Zimmerman hasn't been in the national team for a long time, right? Like he only this last this last year. When I look back at my cycle, I yeah, look yeah. at like Frankie Haydick was an, an older player. Then you had Carlos Bocanegra. Then you had Landon Donovan, who again, Landon Donovan's only two years older than me, but Carlos Bocanegra is a few years older than him. And you just had this 
much more fluid kind of range of experiences where you had the veterans that were either, you know, your captain level or cycling out when you came in, right? You kind of got mm -hmm. handed, handing down the reins. And then you've got the next group that steps up into leadership. And this is a group that is built through kind of that, that uh, closeness through the fact that we sort of eliminated everybody and said, we're going to go with the young guys. We're going to go with this next generation. We're going to get close by going through all these, these tough times together. Came out of, you know, got trophies last year, results against Mexico, all these things that built the group. But I mean, now looking at this camp, I mean, do you think there's enough leadership? Does it feel like the vibe is right? Do, 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 is there enough accountability and experience where all of you guys can look each other in the eye after a couple tough matches and say, hey, we know it's not good enough, whether it's individual performances, collective, maybe the system doesn't work or whatever it is. Is there enough of that maturity and, and leadership to learn from this going into a World Cup? I do. I do. Uh, I think it's, I think we've done it before. You know, we've done it in the past and we've tapped into that. Um, whether it be, for example, the Nations League final, we scrap our way out as that, uh, scrap, scrap our way out of the, you know, being down a couple of times and, and, and getting back into winning that trophy in the World Cup qualification. You know, so I think, again, it's the World Cup and it's, the highest, you know, it's the pinnacle of football, right? And when you look at it, it's, ah, oh, you know, well, they don't have any World Cup experience. Yeah, but you have to use those experiences prior to the World Cup. You know, again, we don't have the range of experience for for veterans and, and everybody we can tap on. But I think we have a togetherness and a unity about it. And it sounds cliche. And everyone's like, oh, well, the team isn't together. You know, you guys lose against Japan and this. Well, in reality, when you go behind closed doors, we have a tight-knit group, you know, that's been through a two years together worth of, experiences you learn about each other you learn what makes you your, your teammate take and vice versa you learn how how you guys cope with different situations and and different uh moments in the match you know that that go against you or that go for you you know you learn how you bounce back from from difficult moments mm -hmm. uh, and i think those are all invaluable experiences that you that you gain um and then from there you continue to build on that all the way through so yeah it's it's tough to say you know like oh well you know, are the guys really together? I, I would, I would say we're together. You know, yeah. and I, I can say that even out after being out of the, the the team for what seven months. You know, and going back into the group and feeling like I picked up where I left off. You know, we share yeah. similar uh, ages and similar uh, paths in a way. Um, and I think we've we've all kind of leaned on those previous experiences and now kind of push each other. And us also being similar ages and and, and relatively. Uh, yeah, as you say, relatively yeah. similar in ages. Uh, you can look each other in the eye and not feel like you're look, getting looked down upon. You know, yeah. and I think that's uh, that's something strong. You know, between us, you know, you can tell the guy next to you, like, yo, you need to tune in. You know, you need to step up because, yeah, you're 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 taking a walk right now in in the park. You know, we need you to to to, to turn it up. You know. Yeah. No, I mean, and that, that's the thing, and uh, that I think is is context that's that's missing, right? Because you lose a game. And it, regardless of, of that it was a friendly or not, you lose any game with a national team and it's quiet on the bus, right? Mm -hmm. And people are, are reflecting on the game and thinking about themselves. They're thinking about the team, like any team. And then take the national team out of that. You lose the club game, right? It gets quiet. Right. But then, but then it settles down and you have a moment of, of sort of introspection. Uh, you're able to talk as a team, break down the video, then you get into the meal room and a lot of how a team comes together is based on that time you spend, right? You spend a lot of time in a hotel and I don't want it to sound like people don't care. 
but you also got to be able to process things and everybody processes right. things differently, right? Some people don't want to think about it. Some people want to, you know, stand in the firing range. Some people want to like get back out on the field and work through it as quickly as possible. But what people don't see is that, 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 uh, that meal room type of atmosphere, or when guys are coming and hanging in each other's rooms, or you guys have sometimes, uh, I'm assuming some like lounge areas in the, in the hotel that people can hang out and play cards and just sort of decompress. And I think People think that team building is just what's happening on the field and the way that you respond to going down a goal or 50 plus turnovers in the first half against against Japan. It's uh, yeah, that's some of it, right? You, it, everybody's got to, you know, it's the Mike Tyson quote of getting punched in the face. You know, everybody's got a plan to get punched in the face. But all of also, it's how you respond as a group collectively, right? Do people go off and sit themselves in the corner? Do, do people pout? Or does the group come collectively together and move move beyond it? And that's where the 22 and a half hours the rest of the day comes in in terms of team building, you know? And, and so was there, was there, was there any team meetings that happened outside of the coaching staff? Was there any groups coming together to discuss? Was it just sort of like a, Hey, we're working on things like don't, don't read into it too much. Um, but, but we do need to do better. I mean, what, what was the overall vibe when I think about team building towards the world cup outside of the, the minutes that you're spending on the pitch? Yeah. For us, we have such a close group that when you step into the meal room, it's 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 something where you kind of push. I don't want to say this in a way where it makes it seem like we don't. Yeah, like you said, like we don't care. But when you step into the meal room, guys are kind of back to themselves. You know, you're you're now sitting at a at a table, and uh, depending on where you're staying, you know, and whatnot, you have like circular tables. So you have a group of guys, and you're there together. And nobody's really trying to sit there in silence and look at each other while you're eating. You know, I think everyone understands we're all professionals. We all understand where we where we screwed up or where we could have done better individually or collectively. But you get to the mill room and now it's the time for you to kind of put your stuff down and 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 decompress a bit. Because once you step back on the pitch, it's about business. Um, so I think in those do you moments. Think, by the way, do you think do you think people have a an inability to sometimes understand that? Because I always go back to like we'd lose in the Bundesliga against like Schalke and when Schalke was like a big club and I'd be sitting down having just like dinner at a restaurant after and people would come up to me and say stuff as if like I wasn't allowed to eat or be out of my house or or like unwind like a normal person right when and, yeah. and, and that's the thing is like do you think that sometimes it gets forgotten through, through you guys that like everybody I know that's that's commenting on Twitter right now has horrible days you know yeah. has good days bad days all kinds of days and that lack of understanding that like, yeah, it can happen. And just because you are seen smiling in a picture or you guys are, you know, someone's laughing at a joke in a meal room doesn't mean that you don't have respect for the game or aren't trying to improve. Of course. Like it, if you take it down to its most basic form, like you said, everybody has a bad day. So if you're going home from work and somebody comes up to you in your car after you're sitting, you know, after a long day and tells you, oh, you screwed up here, you know, it's going to kind of compile onto to what you already know. Um, and I think for us, it's the same. I think when we get into that meal room, it's a chance for us to kind of let go of, uh, not let go where we forget, but let go in a sense of for the moment, momentarily, to just be you, you know, to, to kind of relax, let your hair down a bit, eat, you know, I think it's, it's something that kind of unifies us. Uh, and then when you get back on the pitch, like I was saying before, you handle business, you know, then we get back to the chalkboard and we start breaking stuff down. And if we need to spend more time out there working on things and going to repetition after repetition, you know, I think that's the best way uh, for anybody to get off that stress or that feeling of tension or that feeling of frustration. 
because um, you can sit and keep it bottled up inside all night if you want to, but it's not going to do you any good because then it's going to carry over the next day and then it's going to block up how you need to prepare for the next session or for the next game or for the next moment that you need to step up, you know, and I think that's the most important thing. And I think we have a group of guys who understand that, you know, everybody processes dif- uh, information or processes matches in a different way. But we know once we step into that meal room, you know, if a guy makes a joke or something like that, you can laugh. It's okay. You know, you can, you can, you don't have to to feel like you, you're, you're in a corner, you know, and you're isolated. Nah, we're all in this together. And whether we go down collectively or we go up collectively, whether we win or lose collectively, I think that's going to be the bigger tell, the, the bigger uh, indication of where we go as a team, you know, and I think each guy understands that. And, and as a group, we have to understand that if we want to go anywhere. I like that. You know, in terms of conversations, are you expecting there to be ongoing conversations for all the players with the staff over the next weeks? You know, just trying to tee up sort of how this plays out from here. Because my own experience was you had, we had our, our January camp and then we had our March camp. We, we lost to Holland in the Nether- at Ajax, Amsterdam Arena. And then we went into our pre-World Cup camp. And, you know, I think about, think about that as like a March to then a May, similar amount of time between them picking that final sort of 30. I don't know how many the, the final camp will be, but I'm assuming there won't be a final camp for this one because you're coming out of club. So it's just about announcing that final roster and probably, you know, I don't know if they announced the alternates or not, but yeah, something like that. Is there, is there, was there any sort of, maybe not even from the staff, but like from just administratively a, a plan put in place for how the next weeks are going to go? I think, yeah, of course, the first, the medical staff will be tapping into to everybody and making sure everyone's fit and healthy, any injuries, anything lingering, um, you know, especially as we build into the roster selection. So that way the staff can make the, the, the uh, technical staff can make, you know, proper decisions and whatnot. But I do think that the, they'll start reaching out more than like it'll be most likely probably Greg who will do the reaching out. You know, I think he's he wants to build personal relationship and has, is really focused on that and trying to connect with the guys. So, yeah, I think as the weeks go on, you know, maybe there's a conversation or something like that that happens. But I think they're, they ultimately, and this is a possibility, they might just leave us, you know, for this time being, knowing how stressful of a time it may be for guys um, and say, focus on your club football, focus on staying fit, focus on playing your matches and, and staying in form. And when the time comes, then we'll reach out to you. You know, I think those are kind of like the two ways it'll go. But again, it'll more than likely be Greg who will reach out and, and, and let everyone know, you know, their 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 position, you know, in terms of uh, depth chart for the for the roster selection. So, yeah, again, difficult time, tense time for everybody because we're all competing. You know, we're together, yeah. of course, but we're competing. You know, so that same guy you're laughing and joking with at the meal table is the guy you're fighting with. You know, to to make that final twenty six man roster. So, uh, yeah, it's difficult to. To, to be free, you know, in a way, what, but you yeah. got to do it. Yeah. What's the, what is it like for you? Like from a personal mm-hmm. level, like, is it, is it, I have a pretty obsessive mind, right? And that affected <sighs> me during my career because I would obsess of things uh, and I would obsess over like se- sequences, like dominoes, right? Of like, mm-hmm. If I did this differently, then this would happen. Or if I can just do that, then this will happen. And life doesn't ever work like that, right? And, and, and you learn that over time. But when I was your age, 
that was the thing for me is like, okay, I need to be playing. Okay. Then it's the next thing. And, and you know, it's hard when you're dealing with coaches and I don't, so I don't want to get, get into that, that side of things because a coach can have any reason they want. They can say, I want you to play. Yeah, okay. Well, I want true. you to play better. You know, I want you to play and I want you to <laughs> score and you play right. and score and they give that. I want you to play and score, but in a, in a bigger league. You know, you go to a bigger league and they're like, I want you to play and score in a bigger league, but I want you to be more of a leader. You know, I, I want you to, I want you to be better with your feet or like it, it can go on and on and on. And that's just for a, for a defender or a forward, any position you can, coaches can always, and, and will always use everything they have to, to either not have hard conversations or to justify things or to actually believe their own truths, whatever those are. So I don't want to go down that route, but for you personally, do you, do you feel a heavier weight going into these final weeks is it just sort of like you know like uh god's at the wheel for you at this point do you feel like you're in control do you feel like you have the ability to affect any of this or i mean kind of because i know you got to be carrying some of sort of weight of something you know right now yeah it's similar to you i'm a bit obsessive in the fact of like it's always on my mind my mind is always on football and when it comes to the national team, it comes in spurts, you know, it comes in little, you know, periods. So everyone wants to be there, but only the few can be there, right? Um, and I think if you talk to me in, in, I think, July, I probably would have told you I would be stressed out of my mind. You know, uh, June, July, I would have been stressed out of my mind, thinking about it nonstop. You know, my sleep would have been jacked up. You know, even my games, I would have been trying to, you know, do something that I'm not, you know, uh, I don't do normally or playing outside of my character, outside of my game and not in a way of like, yeah, kind of doing more than I need to in a way um, and, and just don't look comfortable because I'm doing what I don't need to be doing. Uh, but now after kind of going through the last period and and being able to reset a bit, I'm at this point where I can only control what I can, and it's easy to say, and I think I said it before in our last episode, but it's the truth because, again, any man is going to give any reason to to do as they please, right? So as much as I can do what I can on the pitch and handle business as best as I can, there may be a reason that I have no idea about that Greg wants to pick somebody else. And of course I want to be at the World Cup. I want to be representing my country. I want to be showcasing what I can do and how I can contribute to the team. But there's the other side of it that I have to understand, you know? So for me, it's it's a bit of, you know, God's in control, you know, and I'm a man of faith and I've talked about it before. But, you know, once I start stressing myself out to the point where I'm I'm jacking myself up, like I said, you know, if you talk to me in July, yeah, my game is going to go down, the, you know, down to, to poor form, you know, I'm going to start, you know, holding back because I want to stay fit, but, but maybe, you know, playing too conservative, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be doing, making the passes that I'm normally making. I'm going to be trying to do all the simple things to make it look like I'm playing clean and I'm executing hundred percent of my passes and my stats are correct, you know, so not trying to give, but again, in reality, you can do all that, but it's still not work out. So why am I going to, to to put myself in a predicament where I'm not playing like I know I can play and not playing to my top form and making the decision ultimately as tough as possible for, for the staff, you know, and making the, the, the next guy feel like he's under pressure and he's got to step up because in doing that, I'm going to be better for it. My teammate, you know, my national team teammate is going to be better for it. And now whoever gets selected has got to step up and rise to the occasion. So yeah, I'm, I, I toss and turn with it, you know, at times, you know, but, you know, when I look at the big picture, I can't, I can't get too worked up over it. You know, I got to just 
focus on on keeping gank you know at the you know in this in this current form that we're in you know keep winning games playing 90s keeping clean sheets uh trying to get my first goal dang man you know uh you know all these little things you know that that i'm doing now in order to to finally get to to this level um and not saying that i'm where i want to be exactly but i want to continue to develop but the same time man i focus on my club ball each week you know and and let that let that do the talking you know so that's kind of that's kind of the best way i can describe where i'm at mentally with things and with that club ball i mean do you feel like this is the the best form you've been in with the club? Do you feel like you're sure. improving? Do you feel like, I mean, what's the feedback from the coach? Do you feel like your status has grown within the club? Do you feel, cause it's hard, right? When you are out at, when, when, it, you know, when you're out of what you feel like is your control, whether you're playing or not, or the form or not, no matter what you can't be at your best. And now your situation has improved there. Do you feel like yourself again do you feel like you're better than your old self that you knew yourself as as with the union or the trials and tribulations you've gone through i mean how do you feel your game has where do you feel your game is at right now no i feel like i'm at my best form that i've been in since i made the jump you know i feel like i'm playing this free free mental state like i was when i was in philly you know when i was in philly i was in a league that i knew i was in a city that i knew i was with my family every day or every week yeah, and I was just at this level where I was focused on my game and just really balling, you know. And now I feel like I'm at that point, you know. I've, I've gone through the, the ups and downs of taking a move to Europe and, you know, being out of the team, being in the team, playing a good game, playing a poor game, you know, going through qualification with the national team. You know, those experiences that I've, I've kind of built on. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm at this, this level state and I want to continue to improve. I don't feel like I'm, you know – my at my cleanest you know at my top pinnacle yet you know i feel like i'm 85 percent there you know and that's the that's the way i kind of keep looking at things but yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not really tripping about you know previous mistakes like i was before you know i'm learning from them but but i'm not you know pressed over them to the point where it's messing up my next play you know i'm, I'm now really diving into to, to being a critic uh even with the staff you know breaking down my clips on a weekly basis uh, from the matches, uh, I think they're they know the kind of player I am. They know the kind of uh, you know character I have. Uh, shoot, people are recognizing me more in the city, you know, which is uh, it's funny. Yeah, you know, I think it's 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 better. You know, it's much better than 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 previously. And yeah, there's still still ways it can get even better. Get even better. Um, and I think with right. the team continuing this winning streak or you know this unbeaten streak, I should say. Yeah, it's only going to increase again. Hopefully, with the uh, you know trophies at the end of this season. But yeah, that's that's me, man. I like it. I mean, so you know, for 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 you. Now wait, hang on. Before before you go, how are you building up to like you know the World Cup roster selection? Kind of you know those periods because. Yeah, and it's easy for me to talk about it, but you know, how was it for you? Because it was different as well. Because you were at the end of the season, and now going into that 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 stretch, you know, how did you respond? Were the coaches calling you? I think you've talked about it again in, in previous episodes. But yeah, mentally and 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 kind of inside inside the mind of Heath Pierce, what what was going on? Yeah, so we played Honduras in January, and then in February we played against. El Salvador, and then we played the Netherlands. And that El Salvador match, 
so we played in the Honduras one. I can't remember. Uh, I don't think I played in that game. I think let me actually see what the how that how that one worked out. I'm pretty sure Jimmy Conrad was sent off in this one. Honduras beat us. I think I came in late into the game. Johnny Bornstein moved into the center back position, and I came in at left back. I believe. But then we got to the El Salvador game, and I started that one. And uh, I remember it was around like the 50 or 60th minute or something. Something Actually, I'll tell you exactly when it was. It was the uh, 70, around the 74th minute. And I could see on the sideline, someone was coming in for me. I think it was Bornstein was coming in for me. And I remember thinking like, I got like a minute or two, you know, before this is going to happen. I could see sort of players coming back from the warm up. You know, you see sort of that in your peripheral. I get down to the touchline. I put in a great ball. Brian Ching finishes it off. And then I stayed on. We were 1-1 at that point. And then we ended up scoring in the 90th to go 2-1. Sasha Kleshin scores. And I remember thinking like, that was my lifeline, right? If I came off, the team wasn't playing well. Yeah, it wasn't our full, it wasn't our full sort of, you know, national team at that point. But I was like, I've kept myself into contention. And then we went and played against the 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 Netherlands at Amsterdam Arena. And I came in the second half for that one. And uh, we we were down one nil. We were we then we went down two one from a Huntelaar goal, and then we got one in the 88th minute. But we were like really pressing on them, like pressing and pressing. And I was just getting forward over and over again. And like I was thinking in lifetimes, in like in like milliseconds, right? Of just like keeping myself in the conversation. I was lucky in that game that like basically Robin was like eating Bor- uh, Bornstein alive in the first half. And he he ate everybody alive. So that's not a, a shot on him, but it got me in at halftime. I think it maybe it may have been a yellow card worry or something like that, but I came in for the second half and we were really pushing on them. And I was like, okay, that's my lifeline. That got me into that final camp. Now, whether or not, if I were to ask a coach, like if I were to ask Bob Bradley, here's how I saw those six months. He would probably have a completely different interpretation of those six months, right? He would say, Oh no, you were all, maybe it was, uh, because somebody else was injured that I came in, or maybe it was in his plans all along to bring me into the final camp, or maybe I was always an alternate since the start of the year that I was never going to make the world cup. Right. I don't know. I can only control how I feel and how I think. And so those were like the details that I was over reading to try to just keep myself in the conversation leading up. And then obviously the day of when, when I didn't make the, the, the final roster was devastating, but I looked back at it and went, you know, I did. I felt like I did everything I could and timing is everything as well, right? Like mm-hmm. I look at somebody like Sebastian Legette and I go, this guy was most minutes under Greg Berhalter for a couple of years and is out and carried the water for a lot of people that are going to go to a world cup, right? And that's just the timing of it and form is everything and and opportunity is everything right now. So when I look at those those things, you just sort of have to realize and for you, you're 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 I think I came in, I was 21, maybe 20 when I had my first cap. So by 2010, you know, I'd have been around your age knowing that like maybe a little bit older than you where I was like, okay, the next World Cup is going to be a long way to go, right? To get to to, to that point, to stay at this form is going to be mm-hmm. going to be hard. And I ultimately got into two, uh, 2012 is as far as I made it before 2014, but you know, I looked at it and it was hard to control. You just have to accept that like, you kind of like realize that somebody always has it better and somebody always has it worse. And the quicker you can find perspective on these things, the less you stress over outcomes, right? Control what you right. can control 
And no matter what you do, you're not Cristiano Ronaldo, right? You're not Messi. You're not uh, Landon Donovan. You, you are a player in a pool of players and that have right. incremental differences where you have strengths that, where they have weaknesses. They have strengths where you have weaknesses and that exactly. ultimately there's so many things you can't control that the quicker you can find perspective without losing your edge because some of that edge is motivation, right? Some of that mm -hmm. thing is like where I'm like, I got to keep a few of these walls up. I got to be a little paranoid because that keeps me on my toes. That keeps me hungry as opposed to it like being where oh, I don't have any control. What's the difference, you know? Uh, so that's it. Like, and again, it's easy for me to look back now and say, this is what I was thinking in real time. I'm spinning, you know, <laughs> in real time, you're just like every day thinking about like, how could I, how could I do better? What can I control? What can I not do? And it, it again, you live multiple lifetimes in your head in such a shorter window that the quicker you can get to that sort of peace of mind, just the healthier you're going to be, the healthier you're going to be, the better you're going to play regardless of, 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 of short-term outcomes, you know? Exactly. And I think it's funny you said it because right after the camp ended, my my brain went through like this, oh my gosh, camp is over. Like that was your last chance. You know, what are you going to, you know, the world cup is right here. You know, you have no other opportunities to you know what's going to happen next. And I think as, I think the guy got back Wednesday and then yeah, Thursday we had to turn around. So I think the quick turnaround helped me switch gears, you know, and really focus, get back to, to, to kind of doing what you do uh, and get back to, to that regular form, you know, and, and, and focusing on, on tangible, you know, and that's getting three points at the weekend. Cause yeah, three, four weeks ahead from now, like there's no telling what's going to happen, but all you can do is, is keep that perspective. Like you said, man. So yeah, it's, uh, I think it's important to, to, to hear that though. Cause yeah, it's easier said than done. I tell you that, man, through the ups yeah. and downs, it's, uh, yeah, your head can kind of get lost in, in it all. Well, it certainly helps that your team is winning because I went to a lot of situations where I went back to places where it was like, oh my yeah. God, this might, this might be worse. Hey, <laughs> no, <now, like>, don't <laughs> let me not get twisted because last season it was not pretty. All right. We yeah. were going through qualification and that, you know, and it was, whoo, I get back. I don't play for, uh, you know, three, four matches and I come back and play a match right before the window. And then it's, I'm not fit, you know, because I haven't played, you know, so it's, yeah, this season, you know, thank God it's, tough, it's, man. it's worked out, it but yeah, man. It is really tough, and but at least like you guys are in a decent form right now. Does it feel Absolutely. like it's a consistent form, or is it a form thing? Like, could you guys fall off, or do you feel like you guys are like, okay, this is a team, you know? No, if you went around, I think you can tell that the guys feel like there is a team. You know, last season we had a group. You know, we had like the back five and the front five. You know, we had the back six, you know, and then we had a couple midfielders to – so now I think more so than ever, you know, at least in my time, you get the sense that the team is playing, you know, on both ends, you know, defensively and offensively. And guys are, are bought into bought into to what the coaches has, has really put into place, you know, and, and also the coach is bought into the guys is bought into the players. And I think that relationship that, you know, give and take relationship is important because it's not always going to be how the coach wants it to be. And it's not always going to be how the players want it to be. You know, but I think the better you guys can meet in that middle ground and, and now give each other a little bit of uh, grace to say, all right, well, this is our principle and this is how we want to play. But we also know we want to scrap and get this three points, you know, so we got to start playing balls into the channel to close out this match. And so be it. But we also know that in the first 80 minutes, we want to play a good style of football, dominate and pose ourselves and come out the gate fast. So that way now at the end of the match, we don't have to worry about things. But, you know, football is unpredictable at times. So. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, we we found a, a level of consistency, you know, and, and we have to stay humble as well because it's easy to, to get complacent and comfortable because everybody's, you know, everybody's coming for you, though, once you're at the top of the table. So, oh, yeah. Well, I guess we'll leave it at that then. I think that's a great catch up episode and got a chance to use 
kind of reflect on the camp, kind of see where you're at now, kind of hear some personal stories and, and all of that. But um, so we'll just leave it at that, knowing uh, that you're going to have to play the top of the table clash here coming up that we're going to have to be able to tune into. But we'll make sure that we catch up before that. And until yeah, then, I get you guys some. I get you guys a bootleg link or something to watch it on. Oh, time. I like that. I like that. Hopefully, it's on. I mean, hopefully, we, we get some of those on ESPN Plus, right? They put some yeah, of those games up. That's on the goal. Plus. I'm hoping that yeah. that Antwerp match is going to be on there because it's a big one. Yeah, I like it. Well, hopefully, you keep on rolling, man. You keep your form up. You keep your mind strong. And uh, of course, uh, we appreciate all of you guys tuning in to this uh, podcast. It's been a fun ride, and and of course, you know, we're all, including myself. Uh, thankful that Mark is willing to share things uh, that I don't think a lot of players in the middle of their careers are willing to share. So appreciate you, Mark. And um, thanks, of course, to Matt Flores for producing this. And uh, yes, until next time, that is it from Mark McKenzie and I. And this is Orange Slices. Peace. <laughs>